You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Okay, we're going to read in the Bible, Genesis 25. I'm on the shuffle this morning, so I'm shooting up to our north location and then back for our second service down here. But Genesis 25 says this, When her, that's Rebecca, Rebecca who was married to Isaac, when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, she's having a baby, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out reddish all over, like a hairy garment, and they named him Esau, meaning Harry. Verse 26, afterward, his brother came out and his heel grasped Esau's, sorry, his hand grasped Esau's heel. Let me read that again, because I did that so badly. Afterward, his brother came out and his hand grasped Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob, one who grabs by the heel or supplanter. I've called this message today, Heel Grab, Heel Grab. Father, thank You for these moments that we have. And I pray that as we just spend these moments in Your Word, Holy Spirit, would You cause this Word to bring life where life needs to come and also bring death to where death needs to come. We recognise that this moment can be a moment of new beginnings for so many of us in this room and watching online. So help us to embrace Your Word in these moments, in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. The message is called Heel Grab. I don't know if there's anything more frustrating in life than missed opportunity. I wonder if you've ever had a moment where you look back on and say, my gosh, I wish I would have embraced that moment, that opportunity that was presented to me. Do you remember when you first heard about something called Apple? And you heard about a friend maybe who invested some shares into this startup company or this company that had been around for years. Have you ever thought since, wow, I, I wish I would have taken the same opportunity? It's a missed moment, a missed opportunity. I remember in the late 80s, I think it was, being a young teenager, and I had season tickets at Main Road watching Manchester City Football Club. And we had one day when we were going away to watch uh, Man City play Huddersfield. And I had a busy week and I was pretty tired. And so it came to the game day on Saturday and gave my ticket away to a friend from Sixth Form College who went instead. And I watched or listened on the radio to the game in that afternoon and Manchester City won that game 10-1. And even to this day, I regret the opportunity that I had to watch that amazing win, but unfortunately, it was a missed opportunity. We all know what it's like to have missed opportunities. We all know what it's like to, to miss uh, an investment opportunity, to miss a house, to, to miss out on asking out that girl or that guy on that date. We all know what it is to have missed opportunities. And I think we could all spend some time today even sharing with each other and discouraging each other with the missed opportunities that we've all embraced or we've all had. 
from time to time. We all know what it is to have a missed opportunity. Think about Esau for a moment. Esau, the Bible says, was the firstborn of the twins. And as the firstborn son, he was worthy of a double portion of the inheritance. Back in these days, the girls, the daughters didn't get an inheritance. All the inheritance went to the sons and it would be evenly shared among the sons, depending on how many there were, apart from the firstborn. The firstborn got a double portion of the inheritance from the father. And the reason for this was because the first portion represented sonship, but the second portion represented favour. And it was favour that was bestowed upon the firstborn son because when dad passed away, now the firstborn son would have responsibility for the entire household, for the businesses, and also the firstborn son would look after now mum, who was a widow, and the firstborn son would also have to look after all the unmarried sisters. And so it was an incredible opportunity. It was an incredible uh, favour. In fact, Esau, we know, was born into influence. He's born into significance. He's born into money. But when he was born, there was one who was with him grabbing at the heel. There was one who was born with him who was saying, no, I don't want you to have that destiny. I want what you've got. I want you to think about it in this light, folks, church, that in this light, that for all of us, we all have a heel grab. We all need to understand and recognise that we're born in the purposes of God. We're born into destiny. The Bible says God knit us together in our mother's womb. What is going on in the womb of of an expectant mother? What is going on as the baby from conception is being formed? The Bible says God is knitting that baby together. From conception, God is knitting in there the DNA of heaven, the DNA of divine purpose. The Bible says in Jeremiah, I knew you since before you were in your mother's womb. And yet while you were in your mother's womb, I was putting destiny. I was putting something for you. I was putting purpose in that unborn child. You were born in destiny. You were born with a divine purpose. But in the same way that Esau had someone holding him back, I want you to recognise and realise that there are things in our lives that are holding us back too. I call it a heel grab. In fact, I define heel grab as this. A heel grab is anyone or anything trying to hold you back from all you were born in God to achieve. Maybe you can take a picture of that screen. It's anything or anyone trying to hold you back from all you were born to achieve in God. Now, there are many things I believe that are holding us back. There are many things that can become heel grabs in our lives. I want to highlight four, but there are many more. The first heel grab that we, the Church of God, face in 2022 is we face the mob. The mob is a heel grab. 
the popular consensus. Look at this in Daniel chapter three, Daniel chapter six, for the mobs being a heel grab to the church forever. In Daniel six, it says, now when Daniel learned that the king had made a decree banishing people from praying and seeking God, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Verse 11, then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king. And what did they do when they went to the king? They went to the king and cancelled Daniel. Did you know the idea of being cancelled? It is not a new thing. It's been around for thousands of years. And in Daniel chapter six, because Daniel, this man of God, this servant of God, this child of God, was following in godly moral ways that the Bible speaks about, the Bible teaches us that what the mob did is the mob went in pursuit of Daniel and said, Daniel, we're gonna hold you back. You are not allowed to do this. I think in all of our lives, we know what it's like to face the mob. We know what it's like to face the crowd of popular consensus. Did you know right now, I am regularly petitioned by people to actually stop preaching some things in Scripture. Do you know there are some people who said there are parts of Scripture, we just need to take it out of the Bible and not use it anymore. Do you know how often I'm petitioned by people to say, you can't say this, it doesn't match up with popular thinking. And, and, and it's a dangerous thing when, when, when God is cancelled by the mob. But it's been happening for years. We all know what it's like to, to, to bow to peer pressure if you're a teenager, but not just teenagers, young adults, older people, in the workplace, in the workspace. We know what it's like to have the consensus of the crowds fighting against the values of Christ that we hold dear in our hearts and lives. The mob delivered Daniel. The mob canceled Daniel. But in canceling Daniel, they delivered Daniel into a lion's den. You know what they were doing? They were delivering him into the purposes of God. That's exactly what they were doing. You know this, when I was a teenager, I was bullied for three years in high school because of my Christian faith and it was extreme and it was severe. But that which the mob used to try to suppress me, all it did was delivered me into a stronger resolve. You see, you gotta understand, church, that when it comes to living for Christ, especially in end times, especially in the last days, where popular consensus will always rail against scriptural teaching, kingdom ideology, we've gotta understand that all it is, is it's just a heel grab. Acts chapter 19, there's a heel grab. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some were shouting another. Most of the people didn't even know why they were there. And so when it comes to a consensus of opinion, you just gotta go on social media, just go on the Manchester Evening News website, look at the comments that people make. In fact, I enjoy the Manchester comments on the MEN webpage more than I enjoy the news articles, because it's awesome. Everybody's got a different opinion. Everybody's got a different consensus. And friends, I want you to know that in a world that's trying to cancel Scripture, Audacious Church won't cancel it. 
The foundation for what we believe is found in the Bible. And I want you to know without it, we got nothing. Without the Word of God as our foundation for what we believe, all we are is a club like any other. Now, do we need to show grace? Oh, we gotta show grace. But let's never restrict the truth to the consensus of the mob and the consensus of popular opinion. So uh, don't be surprised if in the workplace, in the workspace, the heel grab of the mob gets stronger and stronger. When they find out you're a Christian and you stand for old, old fashioned values, which incidentally, these old fashioned values have stood the test of time for thousands of years. In fact, these old fashioned values are the values that created the Judeo-Christian worlds within which democracy thrives and freedom thrives and, and, and healing thrives and universities thrive and hospitals thrive. They've all come out of this Judeo-Christian ideal. And friends, I, I believe we gotta stand with a quiet confidence with grace and truth, but not be beholden to the mob. Come on, you, sh you should put your hands together for that because there's a heel grab going on, it's a heel grab. Read the news, it's a heel grab. Watch consensus, watch what's happening in politics, there's a heel grab. The second heel grab that I believe is, is designed to hold you and I back from our destiny in God is weariness. Being weary. In Audacious Church, we have an, a, an epidemic, we have a pandemic of weariness in society today. A little while back, I came home from a football game last winter. And when I got home, I got into the house and I put the fire on and I put on two jumpers and I sat in front of the fire and I had a cup of tea, but I, I couldn't get warm because this warm was more than just a physical weariness, a tiredness that I had, a weariness. The cold got into my bones, you know, that type of cold. And I had to have a hot bath in order to try to dispel the cold that was in my bones. There's a big difference today between tiredness and weariness. Tiredness affects your body, weariness gets into your bones. This year, YouGov did a survey, January 2022. It said this, one in eight adults feel tired and weary all the time. One in four adults are weary most of the time. And one in three adults in the UK are weary around half the time. According to the NHS, feeling tired all the time or weary is so common that it has now its own acronym. It's TAT, T-A-T-T, -T, tired all the time. Women are more tired than men. Two thirds of women say they feel weary when they wake up as opposed to two in four men who feel weary when they wake up, maybe because women are doing all the work. The survey also found that for some, sleep is more valuable than cash. 47% of those who were, who were uh, interviewed, who were polled, said they would trade 20 pounds cash for an extra hour of sleep. Wow. Two in five said they would rather sleep an extra hour than spend time with friends and family. One in four adults said weariness affected their relationship with their family. Weariness is a heel grab. My friends, we, we gotta find a way to combat weariness. We gotta find a way to work hard, yes, but to find rest. 
I think that's why I always try to encourage you to think of Sunday as the first day of the week, not the last day of the week. Because Sunday is a day which is considered to be the Lord's day. It's a day of rest. Now I understand we have funky work patterns these days, but it's a day of rest. The idea of re, re, realigning your week and, and, and despite what Apple and iCalendars I say, having Sunday as your first day means that your work starts with rest. In the same way, the Bible says that there's evening and morning the first day, evening and morning the second day, evening and morning the third day. You see, the day starts when you're asleep. It's designed that way so that you would know that when you go to bed to sleep, to rest, God gets busy because He neither sleeps nor slumbers. And the Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary. I'm gonna talk about how we can defy these heel grabs in a moment. The third heel grab is this, circumstances. Circumstances are definitely a heel grab. There are things that are both comprised of the devil, sent by the devil, and there are other things that are just natural circumstances in life where if we're not careful can be the heel grab trying to hold us back from serving the purposes of God. Circumstances definitely is. You know, I've just been with my mum in Australia two weeks ago and thank you for your prayers. Mum is up and well and she's healthy and... um, She's 86 and she looks much better now than she did prior to operation and we're thankful to God for that. But while I was in Australia with my mum, mum was going through some of dad's boxes and we found my dad's diary from his first year in ministry. And I was reading about his life in in mid Wales in pioneering a church and we started to talk a lot about my dad and my dad's life who sadly passed away 27 years ago. But my dad died the week that Sophie and I were due to move to England to come and begin our ministry and married life here in this great country. And I want you to know, friends, that leaving Australia was difficult for many reasons. Dad had just died, mum is now a widow. We are are emotional, we are mourning. And I want you to know that as we were about to embark into the purposes of God, the heel grab of dad dying was so real. You know what it's like to have circumstances in and around your life that are holding you back. You know what it's like, friends, to, to, to be about to step into a new endeavour, a new idea. You're about to, about to innovate. You're about to, to, to pioneer. You're about to step into a new day and season. But circumstances are, are, are working against in order to hold you and I back. It is definitely a heel grab. But in moments like that, we've got to keep our eye on Scripture. Because the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. So despite the circumstances, God still has a plan. Psalm 37, the steps of a good man and woman are ordered by the Lord. We've spoken about that at length. Where does goodness come from? Goodness doesn't come from our doing. Goodness comes from God's doing in our life. So if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, listen to this. Your steps are ordered by God. Don't allow that heel grab to pull you back. Romans 8, 31, if God is for us, come on, then who, then what can be against us? Big, small can't be against us. Philippians 1, 6, I am confident of this, that He who began a 
good work. He will carry it on to the day of completion. How good is that? I don't have to carry it on. He'll carry it on. Because despite the circumstances, He is committed to me. Listen, friends, God is committed to you. He's committed to your journey. He's committed to your family. He's committed to your life. He's committed to favour despite the heel grabs. A fourth heel grab is this, is fear. Fear is definitely a, a heel grab. Rising costs, crazy scenarios taking place across Europe, situations in politics. The danger can be, friends, that we begin to hold back. We begin to restrict ourselves and we begin to restrict God. There's fear, fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Someone once said this, worry is a poor chisel to carve out tomorrow. Worry is merely triumph of fear over faith. And so we have fear of the unknown, but we also have fear of the known. And this morning when I just wrote this line, I wrote it thinking about some of you in this room where you have a fear of the familiar cycles and patterns of old coming to pass in your life. In fact, I felt God speak to me about someone who's, who's either newly married or about to get married and, and the great fear you have in marriage is that that which happened to your family, your parents will also happen to you. And the danger is that we live with a fear of that which is known. But I wanna say to you, church, that in these amazing days that we live in, as a Christian, you have the antidote to fear. And the antidote to fear is faith. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I wanna say to some business people in this place, you thought that, that, that the financial coaches and business coaches are saying to you, restrict, hold on, hold back. It's dangerous and turbulent days. It's a language of fear, but I feel that God is speaking to some people and say, while everyone is full of fear, there's opportunity to be found with people of faith. That if only we could become people of faith that maybe it's not time to hold back. Maybe it's not time to restrict. Maybe it is time to expand that business. Maybe it is time to get a little bit of Holy Spirit courage on the inside to say, for God is for me and not against me. Let's have our ears open to what God is saying. Friends, I want you to know the only place to find faith, the only place to get it, the only place to get it, the Bible says, is in the Word of God. For faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Now we're hearing a lot in the media and we're hearing a lot from the mob in, in, in society at large. We're hearing a lot from a lot of people. How much are you hearing the Word? Maybe it's time once again to get your Bible out again, begin to read it out loud. Let your ears hear what your mouth is confessing. My wife does this with her Bible app I walk into the room while she's doing her makeup, doing her hair. I keep telling her she doesn't need to do her hair and makeup. She looks beautiful as she is. It's true, she woke up looking like that. But my wife, she just, she cycles through the Bible. The Bible is playing all the time in the background. 
You know, even if she's not cognizant here of what is being said, her spirit is responding to the Word of God. Hey, businessman, businesswoman, it's time to get some faith in the midst of fear. Mums and dads with your children, get some faith in the midst of fear. People across this place, let's get some faith in the midst of fear. And the Bible says it happens through the Word of God. So here's my question, what's your heel grab? What specific thing right now is holding you back? What's the thing that despite all your best intentions, it's there hanging onto your heels and dragging you back? Teenagers, I wanna say this, identity, a loss of identity, a lack of identity can be a heel grab that if you don't get to the grips of it and understand who you are in Christ, then you will go through all your days struggling with identity. Did you know as a teenager, comparison and insecurity is a heel grab. Teenagers, young adults, sexuality, is a heel grab. Friends, I wanna say, if you are jumping in and out of bed with different partners, you need to come back to the book. I know it's old fashioned. God who designed sex, designed it to be in marriage between a man and a woman forever. In that context. You know why? The Bible says that when a man and a woman have sex, they become one with each other. And in a society that it's lost its identity and has lost its sense of security, it's because we are sharing our souls with so many people. What would happen if we just came back and just went, you know what, we're old fashioned. We're gonna do it God's way. I, I want you to know, teenagers, young adults, that, that the idea of living for now versus the future is a heel grab. If we only live in the moment and don't have discipline for the way our life now affects the future, it's gonna be grabbing at our heel. Teenagers, young adults, your friends are a heel grab, or they can be. They're either gonna be propelling you into your God-given destiny or holding you back. Let me speak to adults across this place. Regret is a heel grab. Worry and the pursuit of wealth is a heel grab. Debt is a heel grab. Midlife crisis is a heel grab. And Esau, he messed it up because he let the one who was grabbing his heel ultimately usurp his destiny. And Esau lost everything. Esau lost favour. He lost influence. He lost destiny. And Maybe church, what we can do is we can be open and honest with ourselves to say, okay, I recognise what my heel grab is and I refuse to allow that heel grab to hold me back anymore. Because here's where we're gonna end. I wanna tell you about destiny. Number one, church, destiny calls. Destiny is calling you right now. The Bible says in Acts 13, 36, that David served the purposes of God in his generation and then he died. And I want you to notice about this passage up here that he didn't die until he'd served God's purposes. Oh friend, did you know that destiny calls you? Did you know that God's voice, God's hand upon your life, God has shaped you, He's formed you for a unique purpose on this planet. And that purpose is more than just paying the bills. There's a divine purpose. A divine purpose that caused you to wake up in the morning and recognise you're a part of something. You're a part of the wonderful tapestry of heaven. Whatever country you were born in, whatever language you speak, He's created you unique. Destiny calls. 
And for David, David really didn't know what God was calling him to. He meandered through life for a while as a forgotten son, as a shepherd, as someone who was ridiculed. And then he reached a moment when God called. Church, I want you to know that in the midst of everything, God is calling you. He's still calling you. Something unique. Something that puts breath in your lungs. And I think, friends, that when we pursue His purposes, it puts a spring in our step. It gives us a buoyancy. I think when you know you're pursuing the purposes of God, it dispels weariness. It gives you the ability to overcome fear because destiny calls. I think about our cathedral we're gonna build on this site. I sense it, the destiny calls us. We said this, that God has not surrendered the skyline of Manchester, destiny calls. But not only does destiny call, destiny also compels. That when you know the hand of God upon your life and when you know what you were fashioned and formed for, now it compels you. Now you have this desire, this energy, this this sense of release. No longer are you tapped, tired all the time or weary all the time. Now something is going on. You've got a supernatural buoyancy because now destiny compels you. All I know is this, is that 27 years ago, circumstances were a heel grab trying to hold Sophie and I back from stepping into God's purposes, but destiny compelled us. Paul puts it this way in Philippians chapter three. He says, one thing I do, one thing I do. Not two things, three things, four things. Researchers call multitasking monkey brain. We don't know what to do because we're doing so many things. He says, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. He says, I am straining to what is ahead. Why is he straining? It's because the past is always trying to overtake us. The heel grab's always trying to get us. But he says, I'm straining towards what is ahead. Teddy Roosevelt said this, there are many ways of going forward, but only one way of standing still. The great missionary, David Livingston, he said this, I'm prepared to go anywhere provided it's forward. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. He says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And did you know, friends, we're not gonna get a certificate for participation in this race. There's a prize. And the prize is heaven. Abby's sitting on the front row and she's an athlete. You know, she's represented Team GB in the Olympics and all sorts of things. She's got medals from being a little girl to being the woman she is now. I don't know how many medals or trophies you've got. I don't know if you've kept them all. But you know what I saw in, in this, in terms of pursuing the prize, Abby? I, I, saw, I saw you in a sense of saying, Lord, I, I've run the race. But when you step into heaven, taking all those medals and all those trophies and just laying it at the feet of Jesus. Because the real prize is not the medal. The real prize is not the money in the bank account the success of business. Friends, the real prize is heaven. That's why He said, I press on 
towards the goal. And he ends up with this line, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The goal is heaven in Christ Jesus. And that's why with a sense of urgency, I wanna say to you, hey, what are the heel grabs? What's holding you back? Because if destiny calls and if destiny compels, I want you to know, church, that destiny is here right now. That this is a moment of destiny for you and I. I have a good friend who was recently cancelled by the mob. And walking with him on the journey of being cancelled by the mob, a heel grab that got him. I texted him just recently and I said, hey, my friend, I wanna say to you during this time and during this season of difficulty that you find yourself in. I texted him four words. He said, it's time to, four words, go to your destiny. And I wanna say, Audacious Church, it's time to go to your destiny. And you may feel the pressure of a heel grab today, but Psalm 35 says this, God's love is meteoric. His loyalty, astronomic. His purposes, titanic. His verdicts, oceanic. Yet His largeness, in His largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man, not a mouse slips through the cracks. Philippians chapter two. What am I getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. From Monday to Saturday, keep it up, church. Better yet, redouble your efforts in this season. Be energetic in your life of salvation. Reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God Himself willing and working at what will give Him the most pleasure. Right now in all of our lives is a heel grab. Something's trying to hold us back. It happened for Esau, it's happening to me, it'll happen to you, it's happening to us as a church. But as I land, I, I wanna remind you of what Genesis chapter three says. God says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He, Jesus, will crush your head, devil, and you will strike his heel. Esau had a heel grab. And sadly, that heel grab usurped his destiny. But friend, I want you to know that we have a Saviour, Jesus Christ, who's not just defeated the devil, but if we allow Him to, we invite Him by His Holy Spirit to come in, we can actually see in this season, in all of our lives, that which is trying to grab our heel, we can see that destroyed in Jesus' Name. I wanna prophesy over each and every one of us. It is time to go to your destiny. Thank you for listening to this Audacious Podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 